1: What's the TV saying, Martin? It is the Anfield rap, Neil Atkinson, Gareth Roberts, Tim Smith, and um, oh, I've forgotten his name, it's Ian Ryan. Uh, I've decided that what's the, what's the TV saying, Martin, may well be the new What's the Frequency, Kenneth? Uh, and we can say it at will whenever we feel the need to. Uh, this is the Anfield rap in association with Red's Bet, uh, the way in which you can gamble responsibly and enjoyably if you choose to do so. Uh, knowing that 50% of any profits made by Red's Bet will go back into Liverpool FC fan related causes, uh, you can choose to do that if you so. wish it's RedsBet.com is the website. Uh, But let's crack on with the talk about Liverpool 2, Tottenham 2. We will do the referee and the refereeing, uh, but we'll do it last. Um, So we're not going to dodge it. If you're sitting here waiting for it, it's going to come towards the end of the show. we are be really, really clear about that. We're not going to do it, but we are going to come to it towards the very, very end. Because what there was on show was a very good game of football between two good sides, Gareth. And I think there's lots and lots and lots that you can take from the game. But one of the things that you can take is that Liverpool probably should score more than two goals first half. Yeah, definitely. Spurs probably on the balance deserves, let's say, two goals second half. Um, That 2-2 may well end up being a fair result, however much it hurts, however much it stings right now. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Like, being a Forty fan isn't
2: about fairness, is it? And, you know, it's it might be fair in terms of you know balance of power and you know Spurs fans will probably point out that you know we only had 30% of the ball in the second half um but it still felt harsh i mean you know Salah scores an absolute worldy 93rd minute or thereabouts and you, and you think that that's enough you think you know it goes off people have fallen all over the show it's a, it's a brilliant celebration inside the ground and you know you don't think there's any time left for them to get back into it uh, obviously there was there is get the controversial penalty. Uh, Harry Kane scores at this time, and, and and they get away with the draw. And it, you know, it, it, it's really frustrating because you know when you do sort of step back and, and try not to let the you know the emotion really had you're quite right to say that it was a great game of football two good sides uh, a, a fascinating watch and a brilliant atmosphere as well I mean you know lots and lots of chats all the time about atmospheres at Anfield and that sort of thing but I thought it was a really good one uh, nice and gnarly getting stuck into you know various players not least Eli Ali rightly so um, and, and the ref as well and, and, and the officials which as you say we will come on to but it is frustrating because, you know, it, it starts exactly how you want it to start. I mean, how many times do we say when, when we preview a match, you know, you want you want Liverpool to be out of the traps, you want them to start well, you want them to get an early goal, and we do all that. And, you know, we capitalise on, on a mistake in their defence. So, Lazi, and he puts it in, two minutes, 20-odd seconds, we're up and we're away. And you're right to say that, you know, we should score a couple more. I mean, you know, Trent's put in a couple of fantastic balls. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, he had to, he doesn't make the right connection. Milner flashes that one across the face, which is so close as well. And yet, we—you know—first half as well. Even when, even when I think they had a lot of the ball first half as well. But I wasn't worried at all because I thought it was dead intelligence how they played Liverpool. Like they just—you the, know—the pressing was spot on and the sort of when they when they all went picking the moments where yeah, they? yeah, they were and and they really sort of held held a shape and, and Spurs just couldn't really. Hurt us couldn't really pin one on us. They were, you know, they had the ball, but it, it was a, in a way that wasn't hurting us, which was fine. But then, you know, you look at it now, you know, obviously with the the benefit of hindsight, and just think, did did they end up running themselves into the ground basically? Because you know, second half it wasn't quite the same. Spurs obviously come out with. You know, they, they must have had a decent team talk off the manager. Like, and they they came out flying, and were a bit more confident, got behind us a few more times, a bit sharper, crisper with the passing. But also, I didn't think our press was quite as good. And you've seen players start to tire. Uh, Henderson was a blow for me, him going off. I'm not particularly sure any of the, the subs really, in hindsight, work. And, and three in the end of back, the, sorry, bringing Matt up on and changing the shape a little bit, don't think particularly worked for us either. Um,
1: starting with the start there Tim there is this for me it's one of the other ones the game and that I completely agree with Gareth you, you, you know it, for me there's it was a real insight into what must happen in terms of tactical preparation on a game because Liverpool score early and straight away as soon as it happens you could see Henderson, Milner and Chan as they were going back from the kick-off were telling everyone right? this is what we're doing now and as if we've all worked on this boys we now know what we do next we're now mm. 1-0 up and this is what we're doing and to see them execute it first half, and we'll come on to talk about the second, but to see them execute it like that first half, stopping <clears throat> Tottenham's attacks at source, foul them when they needed to, although some of them weren't free kicks as far as I was concerned, but being muscular, and then, as Gareth says, the intelligence of picking them, not not constantly closing down and pressing, but picking the moments. For me, it was a real, y- y- you can see why these lads are the very, very, and the manager, and the coach and staff, why they're the very, very best at what they do.
0: Yeah, you could see straight away, I think um, that once we did score, we were very, very happy to. Um, what was evident to me was to let their backs have have the ball. I don't, even though I think their full-backs are quite dangerous, but they put good balls into the box. Trippier, um, in particular, but we could see that we were trying to make it so compact in the middle. Like you said, Chan Miller Henderson got together and said, "Listen, this is what we're going to do." And they they were constantly trying to play through us, and they weren't really having much joy really, and they were just the ball was got when the ball went out. They had, they had nothing through the middle, so they, therefore. They were sort of distributing it wide to both um Trippier on the right and who was the who's, who's the left back these Davis. days? Dave and say and Ben Davis on the left. And they were they do put good balls in, but that was just the way sort of we let them we let them do it because I think that were a bit more I guess we must feel a bit more confidence because they've only got really Harry Kane up top who's gonna maybe hurt you off a cross. So I think we were quite happy for that to be the the ebb and flow of the game and um and that was sort of the way it was, like Garant said before, they had a lot of the ball. We were happy to, to let them have that. I think it was the same against Man City when we played. Only I don't know if it was two weeks ago. Now the possession figures in those games as well were, were very similar, sort of sixty-five, thirty-five, or maybe even seventy-thirty. But I don't think we're we're happy to let other teams have the ball. And the way the game sort of spanned as the game went uh, went further and further on, we were sort of quite content I think because I think we feel a bit more. Sort of secure in ourselves that we'll deal that we'll deal with any cross into the box. So, yeah, I mean, I thought they managed the game quite well. Um, like Gareth said, Henderson going off was a was a bit of a bloke. So, I thought he had, a, I thought he had a pretty good hour. Or I think, I think they went off in sixty two minutes. So, but yeah, so I thought they controlled the game really well. It was just a shame that obviously it ends the way it does. Really, but I was pleased with that midfield. Because normally when I see that midfield before the game starts, I am thinking this isn't really what I want. I want some. I want sort of a little bit. I don't mind two <coughs> of those three playing in, in any combi- in any combination. I'm, I'm, I'm um, yeah, any combination, but it's always nice to have the one who can just, sort of unlock a defence in there as well. So normally, I don't, I don't really like that as a, as a group, but it played well, I thought.
1: What I liked about the first half, both at the time and in hand, hindsight, though, I did have a little wobble because you'd always do. Uh, Ian was the feeling that Liverpool were backing themselves to defend, and that's something yeah. which we haven't seen a lot of yeah. under this manager, and we haven't seen a lot of, I would say, for a, you know, for a, for a couple of seasons even prior to that that Liverpool, with the exception maybe of when Rodgers goes three at the back and, and we keep a lot of clean sheets in that run. But Liverpool, I thought, across the pitch really, Robertson, Van Dijk, Lovren, Carrius, the three centre midfielders, Trent's a little interesting in this, he's a young lad who, as we know, is a more attacking fullback and does his better work in that half. But I thought you saw all of those footballers be quite happy with the idea of we're defending until we're pressing, or we're defending until we're springing. But we're quite comfortable being in defensive mode. By all means, you put the ball in the box up against Harry Kane because we're going we're gonna to win it. And I thought that was a real change, a real shift.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. And I echo what the boys said before. I think you're absolutely spot on. I think in terms of what was... The plus, the plus points there in terms of those kind of well that opening forty-five really was just how much we closed the space down. I mean, we allowed Spurs very, very little in terms of you know opportunities to kind of spring onto our back four. I thought the midfield three, whilst it wouldn't have been my kind of go-to selection, you know, I think you look at it early doors and, and there's always games that. That suit footballers. And I wasn't sure whether this one suited James Milner just after Huddersfield, but he, but he proves me wrong, certainly for that first hour or so. Um, and what the lads did, they, they trusted each other, Neil. So when someone gets pulled out of a position, and I've watched the game back since, since being there yesterday, someone would fill in, and it happened a couple of times with Henderson, Somebody had to go to the ball, but Milner or Chan would fill in for them. And I think you're right, as a, as a collective, as a back four unit, take your point about Trent. I thought he had a good first half. I think he struggles a little bit second half. Um... But in the main, Van Dijk, uh, Lovren, they're talking to each other. There's loads of communication. There's communication with the keeper as well. You look solid as a unit. Thought Robertson played well. Um, and as I say, yeah, it was it was a game where you could tell the lads were were kind of backing each other and trusting each other, and that's important. And I think the crowd kind of bought into that as well because even though we were sacrificing a lot of the ball, no one was getting anyone's back. It was. I think everyone was was okay with the plan it was intense, wasn't it, it it? Was, The whole it, it thing was the whole thing was intense, the event was Robert, intense. It's an unbelievable it was an unbelievable football match. I mean you're talking about, you know, there's a save penalty, there's a there's a penalty that's that's scored. There's two unbelievable goals that have been <laughs> a little bit glossed over just because of what happens at the end. Talking I mean, the one, yeah, my one's ridiculous. And I mean, he, we can talk about how it comes about later, but he'll never hit one like, as good as that again. And obviously, the most Salah one, and again, we'll sure we'll come on to it later. But again, an, an unbelievable goal, which whilst people are still talking about it, it's been maybe forgotten a little bit just because of of the referee well my my,
1: my sadness on that is that's a goal that firstly deserves to win a football match but secondly the let off and the intensity of the celebration to have that stolen from you I mean we will do the referee at the end but that if anything more than the two points more than the what will this mean in the race for fourth which I'm banging into the race for the top four by the way you know but more than any of that, the biggest shame to me is just to have lost that, bouncing off the, out of Anfield off that as the winner when you've all gone, there was limbs everywhere and I was, I was yeah, I'm was the lower sent it was mad, I'm the lower centenary and it went berserk, lads tumbling up and down across rows and all sorts, to have lost that was the real shame. Uh, get back onto the, the, the first half and pen them in, Gareth, and you saw it from the goal kicks, you know, as, as as the half sort of wore on, you saw that Spurs, they were looking at each other and I think it's dead interesting because we've seen our team do this against good teams, the point where a really good side's going, I don't know what we do here. Mm. And that was, I feel you saw that their first half with them. They couldn't get out, they couldn't get playing. They had a little bit of possession, but then from about twenty to thirty, we just had them absolutely penned in, and they were they were terrified. I thought did, no one wanted to play; they didn't want to know. And these are really good players. These are you know mm. these lads are, are, are terrific footballers, and you can see the intelligence and the intensity of what Liverpool do when a side just cannot get out their own half like that. Yeah, I thought it was it was dead interesting from that perspective because,
2: you know, we we, we talked already here about about tactics and set up and how, how, how like sides get drilled and all that. But I, I always wonder about how much of it goes out the window a little bit when when it is as intense as it was in that in there. And you know, everyone 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 on the pitch and everyone in the stands, whoever you were supporting, whoever you're playing for They all knew the importance of this game, and you know it being built up and built up, and it was the huge match of the weekend. It's on the telly. It's the big top four game. It's all the stuff we talked about last week as well about Spurs, and you know, are desperate to market themselves, if you like, as as a a de facto big club. You know, and and the manager is desperate to to put right an awful away record against the, the the big six. I hate that phrase, but that's what everyone's calling it. So you know there was lots of lots of sorts of subplots to it, and I, and it looked to me that you know Liverpool initially coped the better with with just the pressure
3: that comes with that. Swears were all over the show at the back at the start. Sanchez and Sanjay was, Sanchez really was awful, totally wasn't he? Yeah? Yeah, you, he you was... are passive as well Wendy. I thought. I mean Sanchez I think Liverpool played on Sanchez but even the start of the first two minutes he's so passive with that with the chance that leads to the goal you know he has like a couple of swipes at it and then Dyer does the back pass but it's like they start really spares really slowly second or third mm. gear they're just not at the race at all almost surprised by how intense it was for the first five or ten minutes which which was odd I thought yeah
2: we kept, we, we kept sort of I, I I thought you know did a really good job on on the players that you know you know are going to do something for them so Ali and whatever what have you yeah. And it ended up, like, the, the only one to me that looked, sort of looked a bit like, you know, you're saying they're all sort of looking at each other a little bit and going, well, what do we do here? Like, I I, I love Dembele. I just think he's an, he's an absolute yeah. beast of a player. Mad him, him for us. He doesn't mm-hmm. give up. He keeps going. I like his spirit. I love that mad. Wrestle that him and him and Chan had. I think I think you know they should just sell tickets and do that separately them two because <laughs> uh, that was just a fantastic moment. That and, and like the the the, ne- the needle between them two was good pretty much all game. So yeah, it was that enjoyable contest. You know, and it's, it's it is such a shame the way what the way it ended and it is hard to take and all the rest of it. But ultimately, like you know, I guess at some point we've got to turn around and say, well, you know, they're a really good side. You know, you don't beat Madrid and Dortmund and finish second and third in the league if you're anything but a good side. And so, you know, maybe, maybe a point's not
1: that bad. It's one of the things that was frustrating me about us insofar as I was frustrated by anything first half Tim was... Just in those key moments, the passing wasn't quite as crisp as you'd like. And that spreads into the second half. The second half is a different kettle of fish, but it spreads into the second half as well. There's a couple of times, I'd say three or four, where Liverpool could really get in. Not just, not just get in as they do get in, and they do get in, but really, really get in. And it's 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 either the pass before the pass or the pass. That's just not not quite what we want it to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a like you say, there was a there was a few instances of that throughout the first half, like you say, where it was one pass or another pass. And it's it is, it's quite unusual really because normally, I think um, Firmino was sort of guilty of maybe once or twice.
1: not I don't think he has that good a game for no, me. No, yeah. He obviously
0: works as ever, but I don't think he has yeah. that good a game. Yeah, because there was one particular one, and it's di- it's a difficult thing to do. But the ball dropped right out the air, and normally. He's on it like a flash, isn't he? It just got away from that this one time, and he would he would have probably scored because he was on the six yard line. And he was, he's in a, bit, a little bit of space actually, but yeah, um, it was a shame really because we did work into some nice nice positions because when we did get the ball, I thought um, we looked pretty dangerous every time we got the ball in that first half. And we we knew sort of how to get at them. I think we put our, we put some players in and around Dyer. We got at them a few times, and there was um, a few chances like that. But the the one was literally right at the very very end of the first half when. Worth it really well and then Salah basically decides to try and kick it over the cop nearly the, the pass was that heavy and I think Mane was fuming wasn't he but yeah it was, it's a shame because normally we're so sort of we're so careful in those areas normally we've got maybe Firmino playing that ball and it's always the right the perfect weight but I think this time Salah just let it get away from a, a couple of times for whatever reason Um and it's, it's a shame because that would have I'd probably put it put it to bed really I think at, at the end of that first half.
1: I think the first half Credit to the three lads playing centre mid, Ian, because I thought they all, as well as working as hard as they were and being as physical as they were, I thought they would all work in the ball either by carrying it or by passing really well into the final third. I thought that you know they were they, they were delivering to that that front three. That front three was able to get the ball in a fair bit of space time and time and time again, either because the press was working, because Chan or Milner especially were carrying it, or because Henderson or Chan were, were delivering a certain type of pass to them, uh, and the full-backs as well. It seems to me like we were getting good opportunities with the ball at our feet in their final third. Better opportunities than I would have anticipated, to be honest with
3: you. Yeah, I tend to agree. And I think your point before was right. We we, we picked our moments really, really well. Um, and I think Spurs were a little bit surprised about that. But I think... You're right, I mean, Milner breaks where he, I think Robbo referenced it before, he gets that, Trent plays a lovely little kind of delicious chip into his path, and he he kind of, I think he's looking to play it across the box, but it takes a little nick off Sanchez and just misses the far post. I actually thought, Robertson played well, but there was a couple of times when I thought he got into really, really good areas, and his his final ball just let him down a little bit. He puts one into the cup when it's it's the hardest thing to do is to, was to put it into the cup. You know, what I mean? he had loads of time and space, um, and I thought Trent's first half. I thought his I mean, listen, he had a really poor game against West Brom. I think it was you no, know, it's, it's been it's been said a few times, and he's a young player, and, he, and he's going to learn, he's going to get better. Um, and I thought he, he equipped himself well in the main yesterday. I think he strolled a little bit second half. But first half, he puts in some really good balls. I mean, that one for Firmino, he just doesn't quite get the connection on it. It's a good it's a good cross, loads and loads of pace on it. Maybe a little bit too much pace, so it's not easy to control. Um, but as Tim said there, if one of them goes in, you know, it's, it's a totally different game. And you saw the night where kind of Spurs took a 2-0 lead against United and it all of a sudden looked over. I think... Whilst 2-0 never a, a kind of a score where you think it's games done, I felt Spurs there would have maybe caved if we got that second goal. And a lot of it did come down to just poor decision-making. You know, there were really, really good opportunities. You no, know, Not loads and loads of saves for the keeper to make, but just that last pass, that last kind of bit of decision-making. And I think Marne again, struggled a little bit with his decision-making Um and you saw it. You saw the second half as well. Without jumping the gun a little bit, there was that one where Salah's breaking second half, and marnie has got a great opportunity to put him in, and he just plays it wrong side. So, loads and loads of fine lines. Um, but in that in that first half, I mean, Liverpool played for me the executed the game plan perfectly, um, and they looked far the better team. And if we'd gone into a three 0 there, I don't think anyone would have complained. Obviously legs start to start to tire second half. And I think that's where spurs start to unpick us a little bit. There's more gaps, there's more holes. In the first half, Deli Ali, Son, Eriksson, all really the really, really good players who do cause teams problems. You no, know, they they just could not get in the game. Now they switch Ali and Eriksson second half, um, and it makes things more difficult and they get some joy from that. But those those gaps that weren't there, that were being closed off by Milner, by Chan, by Henderson, they started to open up. You know, we, we couldn't quite get to that first man. I agree with Robo's point before. Every time I watched Dembele, I, and it probably wasn't his best game he's ever had at Anfield, but I still thought he was really, really good. And he's just a guy who just, he looks so comfortable in possession all the time. You know, he's not afraid to take the ball. He takes it in really tight spaces. And you know what he does that I, that I absolutely love? And it's a bit of a risk, but he's not afraid to beat a man in the middle of the park and take it, take him on, and that can be a risk. If you get it off him, you spring it onto their back four, but when you go past a man, he did it a few times yesterday, it's dragging another one of ours out, and then the space, and then they can move, and then they can go. And that causes a little bit of a problem, because he's so comfortable taking it under pressure, and he'll ask for it all the time. Again, again, give it to me. And it's great to have players like that. And I think where that midfield of ours lacked a little bit, We've not really got someone who wants to take the ball sometimes under pressure. You know, the the lads in there yesterday, for the first hour, I thought all did a a sterling job. But then in that last half an hour, you need to hold it. You need to hold it, protect it, look after the football. I don't think we were doing that anywhere anywhere near well enough in that second, until in that last half an hour period.
2: Yeah, I mean, if if we're talking about like a a couple of worries, I I think you're right to say, Sadio, because I just think... You know, he, he's, he's still contributed some goals and assists and he's, he's, do, he's done his magic moments and stuff like that. But he's he, he's just not right. He's just not right. I mean, you know, we're talking to the lad next to me on the cop and we were saying, you know, he did, he's not even trying to beat a man a lot of the time all of a sudden. Do you know what I, I mean? Do you think he's injured? I don't know, but he, he, just, he just holds it when you just think, just take, there's only one lad there. Take him on. You know, you, 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 we know you're capable of it. You're more than capable of it. But he, can, he seems to turn back a lot and, and, and play play you know play it safe really than than, than being the explosive fella that we look He know Looks we caught in two
3: minds a lot to me yeah. in terms of his decision making. It's not quite I mean you see it obviously in the Everton game you know, that's, that's the one that's been highlighted loads. But since then as well there's been loads of kind of occasions, or it seems like loads of occasions, where he's just picked the wrong the wrong but thing to do at the kind of crucial moments. So like, even like that like this the safe thing you're saying there,
0: he choose the safe thing to do, but then still hasn't really even executing the safe thing as well and there'll be an under pass there or an overhit pass there and then it always seems to put us under pressure at the moment. But like you say, he's, he's obviously got the, the goal against Burnley and the, the goal against Man City and stuff, but there's some bits, bits where he can normally, you know how good is it, like sort of linking the play and like you say, beating a man. But even the, the safe option is is, um, is is execution of that safe pass has I think left a lot to be desired lately as well. So It's, it's been a,
3: shifted as well he, to, 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 yeah. to the opposite side, so I don't know how much that's having an impact if at all, um, but he certainly looks below is, is kind of levels I'm of
2: yeah. Like, kind of feels like we could do with them come on good. Some, I mean, don't some, get me taps, wrong, do don't get me wrong, I
3: mean, he still chipped in with, with yeah, vital yeah. goals, vital, assi- vital assists and even at Huddersfield, you know, he, he could have had two headers in that game yeah. so there's still moments from him um, and there's no doubt about it, you know, the lad's a player and he will, for me, get back to his best but just a little bit worrying that he's not, doesn't seem quite at it.
2: the, the other like the thing that's getting highlighted today as well is, is just that Liverpool that I've got this habit obviously of... <laughs> throwing away points from winning positions as well. And and I I wonder, we've talked about this before, obviously, as well, but I kind of think it's right in a way that, you know, there's still that thing about, are are they that good at knowing when to almost change the pace of a game? And, you know, you mentioned, like, backing them to defend before, Neil, and it's like... It's not just that though. Uh, ju- just taking the sting out in in a, in a professional manner at times, and, uh, and they weren't
1: great at that. Well, that moves into the second half because one of the things that frustrated me in the second half was we get it gets the the, the pattern of the game set by about fifty two minutes, which is Spurs are going to be on the attack, and when Liverpool win pulling it back, they're going to look to spring them, and we're going to look to spring, and that's it, and that's all we do. And for me, firstly, I think that makes it a bit too obvious, but secondly, I think it's sort of. It meant that we couldn't take the time off the game. The number of times I'm looking at lads picking it up when they've got time and they're just just basically going, let's go and get a second. And I was just thinking, uh, you know, every now and again, boys, we can just sit on this a minute here. We can give these lads at the back a breather because what one of the things that I think happens is the ball just keeps coming back. Yeah. So those lads at the back they yeah. begin to the drop whole, deeper, which the you do. whole half it did that. It keeps coming back because you're because rather than just take take it take two minutes out of the game where we knock it round, they've got to get back in shape because they've got to get back in shape uh, because Liverpool have got the ball. Suddenly then it's it's a bit more like a conventional game of footy. But all we were doing and it's it, you know it's undoubtedly a tactic and this is why I think it's dead interesting, Gareth. We were thinking. We just kill them on the break here. Mm. We've only got to do if we get it right. If we have 10 goals and we get it right once, we'll score. That was what we were thinking. But I was beginning to think, you know, when you're watching Go Eight, I'm beginning to think, lads, there's an argument here just to turn it into a slightly more normal game of footy where we're the home team, they're the away team, and they've all got to drop because then they win it back, Gareth, and they'd be like suddenly, oh, well, they've got eight players in our half still. Mm. You've not got those eight players out of our half, they've not had to do any work to get up the pitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and it did
2: did feel like they were struggling to sort of to get out as well at times, you know, just sort of going down blind alleys a little bit, you know, quite a few sort of Milan Barros-esque runs into, into into blind alleys and it, it, is, it is a little bit of a worry that and you wonder how much comes down to the manager. I mean, you know, th- there seems to have been some gentle criticism, shall we say, from from many quarters fairly recently. A, a lot of it unwarranted, I think. I mean, you know, the, I thought the, the, the Shankly thing in, in particular was an absolute load of bollocks. I mean, why... Why throw it in in the first place, and then what you want him to say, and then why make a big deal about what he said? Just a load of shite. Uh, just, just basically to aim, you know, aim shit sticks at the at the manager. And I wasn't into that at all. I just think you know, judge him on on the actual job he's doing. And this 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 to me is a fair enough discussion in that, you know, as he should he have more in his locker about changing it a little bit when when we are in a good position we were, dead, a
1: we were at Huddersfield and we were dead patient at times yeah. against Huddersfield and all I was thinking was lads can we just do that for three minutes just three minutes yeah. but what that means is Spurs have got to get back in their half if we just keep the ball for three minutes they've got to adopt a reasonable shape that stands off you a little bit And but all that was happening was they had th- their lads never had to run back we were, were getting countered on. If the counter comes off, there's no point in running back anyway because Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, and Firmino are in. So what's the point? And if it does work, if it doesn't work, well, we've got the ball back now and
0: we're we're back on the attack. So if I'm Deli Ali, I'm going Let's see what happens here. I'm I sound. I think like Can that. Down, I think that like just like affects our whole the whole game then because the 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 three up fronts can't get in the right position to press their back four properly. So the ball just gets played down basically round the corner for Salah to run to. Exactly. And then he's he's run he's sprinted twenty yards that way. Wow, that's interesting, He'll Keep going, don't He sprinted. About. He sprinted twenty yards that way, and um, <laughs> he sprinted, he he twenty yards that way, and then all of a sudden, he hasn't got the ball, and the ball goes back. The ball's getting launched back over his head, and he's got nowhere to go. And then the press that that offsets the whole pre, pre, our pressing game, which just uh, constantly brings more pressure back on the defence, and it doesn't seem to. It didn't seem to change as the half were on. It was basically you just play ball off the ball off the ball.
1: I'd, I'd, love to know, I'd love to know what the manager's thinking. Can we try and keep it a bit better here, boys? I mean, he does bring Wijnaldum on, which, you know, interests me. But then he also brings Oxlade-Chamberlain on, which also, you know, is, is he just does he just want Oxlade-Chamberlain to stretch it? And at the same time, he were being sort of, I think that by the second half, their plan's working and that they've almost got four centre midfielders, I think, on the pitch at that point. Their full-backs are getting in it. They're overloading us. They're pushing us back. And I'd love to know, you know, is he frustrated that we're not just keeping it for a minute or two here, Ian? Or is he actually thinking, no, go on, you're my boys. This is what I want you to do. I want you to turn them around. Um, I, I will never quite know what the answer to that is. But his demeanor didn't suggest he was thinking, come on got to be sharper in terms of just knocking it around for a minute he it i mean it's you can't do it right for doing it wrong and that if we do try to keep it we lose it cheaply or even if we don't lose it cheaply but they just make it one one anyway they were saying oh, why didn't we find a plan to go for the second i don't know I, you know it's i don't think it's an easy decision but i it looked to me
3: like all we wanted to do was hit them hit them hit them yeah um i think i mean he, he goes by his standards fairly early with the stubs, with the subs you know we, we've seen him criticized in the past for maybe leaving it a little bit too late. Um but he goes quite early, doesn't he? Obviously I think the Henderson one is interesting because I thought Henderson was having a really, really good game. But mm-hmm. then you're thinking, was something agreed before the game? He's played at Huddersfield. Has it been agreed that he comes off on sixty five programme sixty five. Yeah. No, they've spoken to the medical staff and listen, give him sixty, sixty five. We've got to, we've got a manager's comeback. Um Saying that, I thought Henderson looked disappointed to be coming off. Um, He may have looked a little bit leggy in the the, the five before he does come off, but I thought he was having a really good game. I think he brings one out. I was struggling a bit, you know. The last five, I thought he struggled. Not just physically, I
1: thought I I thought all three of them. It was beginning to bypass them a bit. Nearly,
3: it it absolutely was, and I kind of referenced it before. You know that that second half, the gaps are opening. You know, we're not doing anything massively different. We're still sitting in. We're still waiting for that chance to spring on them, but the gaps are opening now, and and spares are getting joy, and we just can't get to them. And obviously, no legs plays a part. Now we looked like he is fuck second half, and I think you know he tries to change that by by bringing on Chamberlain, hoping maybe he'll keep over the ball a little bit, maybe run at spares. Um, you no know, direct power pace has a really poor time when he comes right. on Chamberlain. But I thought Genie's thinking bring Genie on. Now Genie has good games against these you know big teams, especially at home. So you could have made a case for him starting this one, and you're hoping he maybe protects the ball and looks after it, but it doesn't really work. Again, the, the subs probably not the manager's fault because listen he's reacted to a situation he's tried to change it but they don't come off for me the two subs yeah. uh, it doesn't really work for them and if anything maybe it makes it a, a little bit a little bit worse maybe yeah i thought him um, i quite like the time of the subs actually because i'm
0: sort of not one to criticize more the time but that's it. them 70 minute subs are beginning to do me in a little bit sometimes um so when he bought them on like 62 63 i thought well that's good it's a positive for me it's okay, you can see the game sort of maybe getting away from us a little bit here, which I think it was at that at that stage. And I quite liked the subs. I didn't mind. I liked the timing of the subs. But I think, sort of kind of ironically, I think that when they happened, I think it felt like the two players who came on looked more tired than the players who went off. And they did... They had, they came on and the game was bypassing them worse than what the two guys were gone off. We've been running around for sixty-five yeah. minutes. Honestly, it's uh,
1: th- that's the sort of subs. That, uh, the way those lads come on and play is exactly why, if you're Klopp, you're going back into your backroom staff and going, "That's why I don't make subs on yeah. 60 That's why I don't. Make- they could not get the pace of the game. No, they they come on, come to-
0: on, and were, they were like, "I was like." what, have you been playing the entire game? Because Chamberlain looked gooster straight. As soon as you go on the pitch you look knackered. I was like, this was mad. And then, same yeah. with Ronaldo as well.
3: And it's strange because there, there was a real argument there to make a case for Chamberlain or Genie to start that game. Yeah. You now, Given how... how Chamberlain played against City given how Genie played against City you could easily have seen a scenario where he's he's gone to one of those lads maybe instead of Milner but I totally agree I mean they come on they can't get the pace at all I thought I thought Chamberlain was I don't think Chamberlain I don't don't completed the pass I've got got to be honest I mean even for the and I know we'll probably come on (laughs) to the the goal um, in terms of the, the, the carrier's punch but Chamberlain's on his heels for that as well. Yeah. If you look at that goal, when Yammer's standing behind them and he reacts straight away, and Chamberlain just hasn't got it. I mean, he's not sensing danger at all. He's not alive mm. to the moment, and he lets him steal a march. And then, you know, the rest is history. He bangs one in from twenty-five yards. But yeah, I think those two subs have got some sympathy with the manager because I'm thinking it's a, it's the right time to make the change. I disagree with him on the third one. I thought he goes too soon with Matip. I thought he created more problems than it solved. Do
1: you think there's something in Gareth? The idea that he that this 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 group of players, they can execute what the manager asks them to do, but if it needs to become a little bit different, they struggle. So we've seen them be, we've seen them be patient in big games. We've seen them actually knocking around in big games. We've seen them, Man United at home this season, for instance, the nil-nil, where yeah, United come to sit off, but we we never overcommit. They never get daft, you know what I mean? They, they they basically go, we're not in a good we're not in a good place here today, so we're not gonna we're not gonna fall into their trap and do what they want. And they're, they're really really patient. And I just sort of wonder if you know at times, first half the game plan's working, it's executed perfectly, it's all moving along, you know, well done the lads. And in second half, When it's not working, when they're not springing them, there doesn't seem to be the ability either from the side or the decision to be made either from the sidelines or on the pitch to just sort of go, let's just do something a bit different, even if it's Mm. just for five. Even if it's just for five, let's maybe try a little bit of this. As I say, because you see them at Huddersfield, it's very, very patient. You see them in other games, you can say there's tons of patience. You see them in some games, it's very counter attacking. You very, very rarely see a game, say, where you think Liverpool have played three different ways. Do you know what I mean? This side. You don't, even though you've seen them play three different ways across the course of the same players across the course of a season. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. It's it just sort of the the, the the
2: in-game management of it, isn't it? It's us sort are of on and off the pitch, and yeah, I just wonder. I mean, it still feels like there's a theme here through what 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 we're all saying, really, and that it just feels, you know, like like they were like coiled springs, and then, and then they're let out of the dressing room, and they just go out, fly at spares, and that and that's how they've decided the way that, that that's the you know that's how they're going to beat them basically, and I just wonder whether you know you know Klopp's talked obviously all the stuff that gets referenced all the time you know the rock and roll football and all that sort of stuff heavy metal whatever musical genre it is and um <laughs> it's classical it. jazz isn't <laughs> it is yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know it's
1: <laughs> Mongolian playing chance <laughs> Go on.
2: I mean we are we are good in the big games traditionally aren't we under him you know he yeah. has got a good record against the big sides and I wonder how much you want you almost wants them to play on the emotion and, and whether it's it, at times, it, yeah. it, it gets a little bit the better of them. I mean, you know, we talked about, you know, Robertson putting it, in, it into the stand and the, and stuff like that. It's just an over eagerness that to me, it, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a quality issue or anything else. It's just like he's just desperate. He's like he's running the Adrenaline, lengths, yeah, yeah. And lengths, and and, it, and that's the way Liverpool plays. And I just wondered whether you know late second half whether basically that had died a little bit. You know, how how much can you put into one game? I mean, I I, I wrote something on the on the our Facebook page afterwards saying that you know whatever you want however you want to analyse the match and whatever you want to criticise and individuals mistakes whatever you can't fault any of them who who were out there yesterday in terms of effort they they all put absolutely everything into it and they must be they must be knackered Mm. they must have been knackered after that because they all they all ran all over the show particularly first they couldn't you couldn't do it. you couldn't sustain it as much second half, and, and as we said, there was a little bit more space around. But you know, is that a, is that down to so just lacking that little bit of nouse cleverness from the manager, from the players of just like you saying, just take a little bit out of the game? But it, it,
1: they didn't want to. They didn't want to. They didn't try to. Didn't try to. That my my thing is that you didn't see them yeah. try. If they tried and fail, we'd be sitting here going, "Well, they tried that and it yeah. didn't work." They didn't try to. But Milner um, has said it again.
0: I, had I was either last night or in one of the papers this morning or on Twitter or whatever that. We need to be cleverer in the game, and like you're saying about in game management, this is probably the third or fourth time James Millen has come out and said this now. And I mean, because obviously of all of our, the players in our squad, he's the one who sort of been around the block, got the most experience. And I think that I don't know what game it was earlier in the season when he said exactly the same thing. It might have been Chelsea. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. What? What? Chelsea. O, he said we, we need to be we need to be cleverer because I think it was like live on the pitch straight away. He said it, didn't he? Yeah. And he come out and said it about last night as well. We just need to be just chill out for five minutes. You see, I completely agree with James Milner.
1: There's this thing of me, I go, and James, you were playing, mate. (laughs) Yes, yes. there is this thing, and and he literally, like, um, uh, yeah, he's... It, he did the same thing after the Chelsea game, and I was like, "Yeah, James, it was you who gave it away that led to their goal." <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I mean that, you know, with that, he's, yeah. he's a footballer that I've got enormous respect for. And I think he's, you know, I think he's sound. I think he's shown this season his, his, his worth, his strengths, and his weaknesses. He's shown the fact that he's got a lot of miles on the clock at times, but you can see the quality and you can see his brain. But there is always that thing in my head. So James up, James Miller's come out and yet again said things that he could have sorted out <laughs> in centre midfield uh, whilst playing. Uh, maybe he's just shouting at them all; they're not, they're not listening to him when he's doing his well, editing. That, that, that probably might be the case. You yeah. don't <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to mention it in the papers again, lads. <laughs> so, um, told you. <laughs> Had we won one nil, Ian, and uh, there's a couple of little counterfactuals I'm gonna do now. Had we won one nil, it would have been lauded as Van Dyke's first three points. Yeah, and also it would have been lauded as a massive three points for the goalkeeper. Yeah, and that's why the nature of their equaliser is a massive... The nature of their equaliser and then the second penalty b- before you get into the ins and outs of it. That's why it is a massive shame because I think it would have been significant for both of those players. Van Dijk less so, but maybe Carrius more so. You know, because he's, he, there's, there's still question marks around him for a variety of reasons. I haven't watched it back today. You know, I don't... He, he punched at 25 yards. Yeah. Now... I would rather he caught it. If he catches it, then he they don't score. Uh, but he's made a percentage decision. He's punched at twenty-five yards, and Victor Wanyama has absolutely blammed it in the top in. I mean, it's, it's it's unbelievable how much that is in the postage stamp. But you know, almost putting that to one side, it is a shame, isn't it? Because he'd made some good saves. He commanded his box. He'd done his job. You know, b- before you get, we get into the rights and wrongs of the goal itself, it's just a shame for that lads because you know, I thought I thought it was probably his best his best game up to that point. Undoubtedly, his best game. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and I felt like there was more authority about him yesterday. Uh, I mean, he, he makes some early saves, which you'd expect him to make, but I think it gives him confidence. I think the one where it's offside, and I don't think it was actually offside, but it gets flagged as offside. He comes out. He doesn't know it's offside. He makes a really, really good save. Mm-hmm. And there's one in the second half as well where Son gets in on him. And I tell you what, he's brave. He's brave there. He's out quick. He's it? out quick, and he does that really well. You know, it's one of the things where, you know, he, for me, he's a, he's, a, he's certainly above million in that respect where he does come off his line really quick. He springs off it uh, nice and quick. He's done it in other games as well. Southampton, both games, League Cup last year, springs to mind. He's good in those games. But, but in, that, in that, that, that sun instance, he, he knows full well he's going to get hit because there's a follow-through there, but he's brave, does really well. I totally agree, Neil. It, it, it is a shame for him. Um, my, I mean, he would point to that and say, in terms of the goal, he gets to twenty-five yards, and, and if he does that hundred times, ninety-nine, it goes into the cup, and he, and he's probably right. If it was being, if it was he's, being. He's picky, not out by Chan and Oxley Chamberlain. He's either. not. I mean, it bounces over Chan's leg. He kind of doesn't really do enough for me. He kind of just watches it kind of kind of bubble over his foot, and he's not reactive to it at all. And, and as I said before with Chamberlain, he's he's very much on his heels. He should be reacting to that because you no, know, why never reacts to it. And you, you see that often with forward-thinking players in, when, when, when they're attacking your goal. They, they do react first. And Chamberlain's only just come on. to so you thinking, lad, be alive to that moment. So you, you, you've got to make that your ball. He doesn't... He's got absolutely no chance with the strike, obviously. But if it was going to... I've looked at it again, the cross, because when he starts the movie, he dinks a lovely little ball over to and he fires one in. And I'm thinking... Could he have just? Could he have collected it? Possibly. It, it, it might. It might seem harsh because he does get good distance. And listen, loads of goalkeepers would, would opt to punch that. There's no doubt about it. But I think if you're being you're being critical, he, he could take that ball.
0: I I thought he should have caught it. Like, and I mean, I watched it a few times back. Now I, I still think he Probably didn't need to dive out the way he did. If he takes one more step to his left, he probably catches it. He's not, not
3: a full, he's not, he's not absolutely a full stretch, is no, he? Yeah. So, he, I mean, I think he could have, he could have took it. Obviously,
0: when, once one yard was hit, you never save it. I think he was missing till about a yard from the goal, <laughs> and then it yeah. just went in the top corner. It was, it was, it was a pretty well. I thought, I thought by far his best game. Um, that chance you mentioned earlier, with Son, though. Um, one thing, maybe it, it's a credit to credit to him that he made the save, but he sort of. Put Trent Alexander Arnold in a load of trouble where that came from and for that for that chance actually. Yeah, he, did, he got yeah. the ball. Try to think it's Trent, Trent Alexander Arnold when there was two, if not three, Spurs players around him. Trent controls it. He gets broken on and then he breaks in and scores and he saves it. But on that though, in the ground, Henderson told him to put it there. Did he? Henderson okay. told him to put it there. Genuinely, Henderson, because
1: afterwards him and Henderson have a chat. Okay. And I think Henderson was saying it was me who told you to put it there. But Henderson's going. Alexander. Oh, really? Arnold. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, I, I was
0: watching it and he did it and I was like
1: and everyone rapped, was furious with him as well and I completely
0: understand why because it doesn't look great but Henderson was going okay. to fair, fair, well fair enough then but it, so he's done it but I think and then in that instance it's a bit like when Gerard used to tell players to do something he'd do it even though it was the wrong thing to do you need to be a bit and tell him to go well actually Trent's there okay Henderson's telling me to do this I know, maybe he's wrong because he's got three players well, around him. I think Henderson's
1: ideal thing is that happens is, is that it drops at Trent's feet. But that's where, you know, I'm going, if you if, if I'm the keeper, I'm going, don't fancy myself exactly to play
0: that. Luckily, luckily, he makes the save. Not yeah. not luckily, you know, it's a very good save. But if they score there, Carries is getting slaughtered. It, it, yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> is. It's, it's, you no, know, you're right. It's, it's,
1: it is frustrating for him, isn't it, Gareth? Because uh, I, I always remember there's this old stuff of Benitez and Valero and Reina. And there was the decision made that... Pff, punch it and get distance all the time you used to see and people would be furious with Rainer when he first came like why, why, what's he doing that for what's that about it might be that he's had a conversation beforehand it might be that he was punching a lot I thought there was some other stuff at, where, where, which he does punch and get distance on where you could argue he could take it he's chosen to punch it and I just think it's a, sh- it's a real shame given the, the way the whole game goes that it, that, that it does bite him on the arse the way which it yeah, does.
2: D- yeah, definitely because, uh, you know, I mean, I was frustrated, look, at the time and I, and I, you know, I'm in the cop, I'm right behind it and I thought, my, my first reaction, one watch, live on the ground, I just thought, why didn't, it, it, looked, it looked to me like you could take that and, and, and look, you know, like I don't understand if you just put if you just say something about about that, how, how you you're all of a sudden get an abuse, which <laughs> I did um, on Twitter uh, from loads of people, and it's like <laughs> it's it's just my opinion. Like I'm just a fan at the match. I'm not a go. I'm not a professional goalkeeper. I've never played as a professional goalkeeper, and like, I've literally got people sending me like, oh, this is what David Priest said. Okay, I read what David Priest said, and he said pretty much what you just said, and that he gets good distance, that you know the the cross is whipped in and that it's you know you can't really question the decision okay Sam but in the ground at the time I was frustrated that we conceded the goal and I thought the keeper could have maybe grabbed that that's it that's yeah. all we're all allowed to say different things about football <laughs> and we all football supporters you know what I mean I want Liverpool to win and then you know you get this oh you've got an agenda I haven't <laughs> got an agenda I want the keeper to be the best keeper in the world you wait till we to on to John
1: Moss <laughs> then you'll see an agenda
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd love Carrius to, to to be this you know dominant number one and, and, and go on to have the share for 10 years save Everton that and all that. I mean, he did have a good day, saves a penalty as well, which hasn't been mentioned. You know, holds nerve there, Older's place, and, you know, Kane tries to put it down the middle and he has him off. Um, shame you can't get to the other one, but you know it's one of them, you're, just, you're gambling, aren't you? just I'm where he puts it. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought he did have a good game, and, and it is a shame that we end up having that discussion. It's a, it is a shame, for, as you, you said, for Van Dijk as well, because he looked like a fella who had a real bit between his teeth to say, I'm going to have a big dominant performance yeah. here, people have been talking about me being fat, uh, I'm going to show you... <laughs> Um, and by Mate, if he's
3: fat, we're all in fucking trouble, by the way. <laughs> we're, know, we're, yeah. we're, we're all in trouble, Definitely by the way. Me.
2: <laughs> um, But, you know, he, he plays well. But then, you know, again, you would end up talking about, you know, a, a moment, really, that, that sort of puts a bit of a, a downer on his performance. And I, I love him as well. Look, I, I, thought, I thought he'd done, done a lot of things right yesterday. But then, you know, again, you're looking at the one where he, he's scuffed and, and, and Kane's gone to, and there's obviously the discussion around the actual decision. But, but also
3: he's just fucking clear that lad. do you know yeah. what I mean what are you doing and you, then we you, don't you, have the you know he's got. You, I mean I, I thought I agree with you I thought the partnership looked looked promising, promising it looked yeah. well there was loads of communication there which was good to see between goalkeeper and both centre-halves um, and it was working well but with Lovren and listen I I have been a, a critic of his uh, and I'm not particularly a, a massive fan either you know he's got that in him, haven't you? Just mm. that kind of one one mistake. But it's I thought, I, I thought Van Dijk yesterday played played well. I've seen a couple of kind of, you know, different opinions on it, but I thought he was he was the great.
1: One, the one thing I'd say in just quick is there's four centre-halves on the pitch yesterday, five is you to include Dyer, but let's not. Four centre-halves on the pitch and three of the main mistakes. Yeah, And I think at times, excuse me, sorry, I'm full of colds. I think at times we forget that the purpose of really good attackers is either to do something unreal, or to make really good defenders make mistakes. That's literally the job. The job is you either do something brilliant, or you make a really good defender make a mistake. And that's what you're trying to do for 90 minutes. So Sanchez, you know, is... is all at sea. Um, I think Vertonghen had a good game, broadly speaking. I thought he was all right. I thought you could sort of get pulled around. But Sanchez was all at sea. He was really, really struggling. Yeah. For me, I thought he really struggled.
3: The pace was a, was an issue for Sanchez, yeah. absolutely.
1: And then and then you've got R2, where one of them makes a mistake, you know, quite deep into the game on 80-odd minutes, I think it is, for the for, for the penalty. Um, and then Van Dijk, insofar, as you can say, either of them are mistakes because of the context and the decision of the referee, blah, blah, blah. But I'm more than happy to say, yeah, that's that's going to happen. And... What has happened, I think, to all of those players? If anything, Sanchez the lucky one. One of his mistakes was punished, but the other three or four weren't. Mm. Yeah. Whereas all the, all the, the two Liverpool players yeah. sent it out. There's their mistake mistakes any, were punished?
2: There is there is like a shit happens type, type thing about it, isn't it? Because it, it's just the nature of footy. And you know, I'm as guilty as anyone. I'm not saying I'm some special case. I've already said I'm a fan, just talking about the game. And and you do that's what you do. It's. It, it, as soon as a goal goes in, it's whose fault was it? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and you work it back and you he should have done that and he should have done that. And that's what loads of the conversations yeah. are. That's what match of the day is. That's what goals on Sunday is. And, and, and like they might have, you know, bits of video that they can rewind and stats that they're throwing up. But mo- a lot of the time it's just analysing a mistake mm. and saying sh- someone should have been there. They should have done this. They should have done that. But the, the reason the game's so good is that it's played by humans yeah. and humans make mistakes. And, and that Robert,
3: happens. Robert, you're right. I mean, it's fine lines. Then I mean, Harry Kane doesn't get a kick really. I no. mean, if you look if you look at the first half an hour, he he literally. Doesn't hardly get a touch in our, in our half. He's had more touches in his own penalty box than he has in ours. And the line was great. The line, the line was great. He,
1: he was,
2: and he was really trying. You know, he was trying to do the thing where you stand offside, step back on yeah. for a bit, and then and then pull yeah. off. And it didn't work. It wasn't working for him. But but I Except I, he gets a I, I, I up, did sorry. like the
3: understanding. We know that understanding. I mean, there was times where. Van Dyke would sense danger and he go he goes out to meet it, but then Lovren switched on and he covers and already you could see the makings there of maybe something mm. in terms of a partnership and there's been times where that's not particularly happened well. You've looked at Lovren and Matip and and maybe there's sometimes there's, there's too much of a gap and stuff, but yesterday I thought them two, you know, take Neil's point there, they're both at the, at the kind of scene of the crime in terms of those two kind of mistakes if that's what we're going to call them, um, but overall there was lots to, to be positive about in terms of a partnership.
0: I thought like, um, I thought I thought, I thought Van Dyke played really well, um, in the air particularly, won, I think he won more his yesterday than our, the rest of our defence for the entire season combined, I felt like, because every single ball that went in the air, he seemed to win, again, ironically, apart from the one at the very end. Both uh, boxes
3: as well, Luke, Tim. Yeah, he, he yeah. looked like a centre-half, He's going to get yeah half a dozen goals a there was, from There was corners. a couple of
0: times, though, I think he got a bit lucky, I thought, um, in, the, in the first half, when um, I think Song got in behind, good ball by Kane, and the referee flagged it offside, and he wasn't actually offside, but... Van was just sort of like wandering around. It wasn't really paying attention. And um, I think the flag went up and I think some put him was offside anyway. But he wasn't in the best position and he, and he wasn't making the, the greatest effort to get back. But I think that was the only sort of, that was the only time in the game where I thought you looked like you were out of position. And I thought other than that, it was really, really good. Um, be interesting next week on the way to Southampton. We've got these two getting booed for the entire game all they the play. So that'll be, in, that'll be full moaning.
1: Southampton's derby. Um, there is something on Salah. Uh the second, Gareth, is just immense. Under the circumstances, the time of the game, what's gone on, just had a penalty saved. The size of the game. I mean, this is, this is a brilliant footballer coming up against other footballers who aren't as brilliant as are him, but are pretty much some of the best lads in the world at what they do, and making them look like absolute divvies and then slotting it <laughs> at, at that stage of the game. I can't, I'm all, it is so heartbreaking that it, it, in the end it doesn't count for, for what it could have yeah, counted for.
2: It's an unbelievable goal. Um you know it looked unbelievable in the ground. i mean I, I said already that you know i'm in the cop so it's like it's miles away but even then it, it looks it looks brilliant celebration was brilliant finally watched it back and, and when you watch it back it's it, it's amazing it, it, you know like I, I think i think the commentator on whatever i was watching on said something like you know he, he makes five or six steps in the time that other people are making one do you know what i mean and, and, and his, his control his pace like how he gets to that just before the keeper as well for the finish as well, you know, all of it, all of it's absolutely brilliant. And it's it's what twenty eight and thirty three now, which is absolutely phenomenal. And I just think you know, all of a sudden now, well, not even all of a sudden, but in general, you know, we've got to be talking about this fella as like an absolute superstar. For us here. He's he's like you know he's Suarez, he's Torres, he's, he's Suarez 40 Yeah, at this rate, he's Suarez 40 and, and you know, who, who saw who saw this coming? I mean. You know, we we, we everyone, You know, yeah, he, he was decent enough in setting it up, but. Or- Seems to be lots of people saying there was absolutely no doubt about his sign, and I, that's not how I remember it. I remember lots of lots of doubts, yeah, loads that. of people pointing to what he did at Chelsea, loads of people saying, you know, Italy's kind of for, for mm. his style of player and all this sort of stuff, loads of people questioning that, whether he cope with stuff physically here, yeah,
1: which is which is
0: <laughs> just it, mad. He's make, out there, it's
1: whether or not the Premier League can physically cope with it <laughs> at this stage.
2: So, yeah, I mean, absolutely brilliant again, and as you say, real real shame that. You know, we didn't come out of the ground bouncing to a, to another winner from him. But you know what a player we've got on our hands, Rob. We, we
3: were chatting before, weren't we? When, when he gets that ball and he, you know, he he claims for a pen, doesn't he? At one Does point, players everywhere. not You're ta- if you yeah. tell me there that that's going to end up in a goal, you're like, nah, nah, no chance, lad. That's Absolutely if, no chance. I mean, Carragher gets, you know, he, he compares the the goal to Messi. No, not in terms of like Salas as good as Messi, but in terms to the, the style, style of it, and it's it's that. Ability to, to kind of work those angles in tight spaces. And he, and no one can go near him because you know, if you go near him, he's going down for a penalty, but he's surrounded by five or six lads. And for that situation to end up in a goal. It yeah, is, it's, I mean, it's absolute genius. If, that, if, that's and joke, on,
2: if that's on question, of sport, where do you do the what happens next?
1: No one's saying it ends up with no. a goal. i call it that. I was willing him at all stages to just shoot. Like, <laughs> I get a deflection. Yeah, like, basically, I'm just to win, win the corner. the corner, get yeah. what you can. I'm going get what you can, and it transpires what he can get is a goal. <laughs> so, like, I mean, he's, no. what, what's this? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Is, it, Like you, like uh, you just said there. There's very messy esque in the way it was. It's just it's just that constant manipulation of the ball in a, such a short. Um, area to the pitch, really isn't it? Like, like you said, making five steps and five movements when one fella's still trying to make his first kick of the ball, it, it was ridiculous. And, like, like you said, there it was always like, shoot, shoot, cross, try and try and do something, but then they, I'll just beat these five fellas and score. It's sound, <laughs> I've, I've got this one,
1: all right, then. Uh, before, before, before we get stuck in to the referee and I just want to give a quick mention to our Scandinavian shows which are coming up this week we're in the old dub it says here in Stockholm on Friday the 9th and we're in the Pokalan pub in Oslo on Sunday the 11th uh, we're going to be watching the Southampton game uh, on Sunday the 11th and doing the show immediately afterwards doors in Stockholm at 6pm uh, it's freezing by the way in Oslo they've been telling me today it's minus 8 at the minute um, so I'm psyched up for that one, I'm really worried about Robbo, he might die uh, he, doesn't, he does not do <laughs> well More with the cold so long. Deal. God, have you God. God. <laughs> good good good, good. Uh, I am really worried about you Uh I'm best <laughs> T- uh, you're need more than just one uh, tickets are free uh, if you sign up to Best mentioned them before we're, they were doing the show in association with them throughout 2018 uh, all the info is at theanfieldrap.com forward slash T-A-W-Live there are limited tickets left for
0: both
3: you're laughing at him are you Probably going to have to wear all of his clothes when
0: like it'll like it. min- it. min- be, it. be like cool runs when uh, Sanger comes out of the airport and he got, puts all his gear and he walks out running and he's in there. In 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 Rob all his gear, shoes
1: It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. It's going to be like he's going to turn up to Manchester Airport, be boiling all the time. She's wearing all of his clothes. And then as soon as he steps off the other side, he's going to be freezing. I don't feel the benefit though, Rob, if you do that. forward slash TAW live. There is limited tickets available for both at Stockholm on Friday the 9th and Oslo on Sunday the 11th. Really looking forward to it. We're looking forward to watching the Reds, to be honest with you, next week because they're my favourite football team. Um, alright then we're going to have to talk about the referee. and I think the first thing and it's important to start with it Gareth is I think the refereeing through the contest is really poor before even before the first half it was just low grade rubbish the number of decisions where you know I'm just going yeah, that's just wrong referee and even a couple in our favour there's four I think back to back that he doesn't give us and then he gives us two that are soft as anything that I'm going well, that's just not a foul mate or it's, if anything it's their ball and I, I it just felt. It just feels like refereeing by numbers at times. Like I know there's been an instant there. I've got to give something. I think I might have got the last one wrong. I'll do this then. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't level out at all. Did it, you know,
2: some referees will try and let things go in a big in a big match, and you know, just let the game flow a little bit. Although others want to sort of seem to want to like stamp their authority on it early and say, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm not having this, lads. And you know, there was one like Shank got done, didn't he? And uh, there was nothing. But then, but then Trent does someone else and he gets a yellow and you're like, well, what about the one earlier? Because, yeah. you know, it was bad. The one by... earlier was moody, I yeah, thought. Yeah. But I, I don't I
1: mean, know who it was. It was to the side of the pitch, to and me. Davis you know. it was. It well, was
2: Davis, yeah. did he? Yeah. So yeah, he does nothing on that and then he books Trent for, for for admittedly another one that looked quite bad. But yeah, there was no consistency across the course of the of the game and then obviously, you know, the big decisions that everyone's talking about, you know, both are contentious, both. I'm not sure, I, I just don't, I, I don't understand. I mean, literally the second one, he makes a decision and he, and he signals with his, with his hands that it's, it's not a pen. So you've made a decision. He's actually closer to the incident than the liner. And yet, and then there's a leaf, the flag's late for me as well. And then he goes over and then it's a pen and it's like, well, what happened to the the decision you just made a minute ago? Why, why all of a sudden there's a change? And then, you know, this bizarre conversation, which you referenced at the top, you know, where he's asking Martin what's happening on the telly or whatever. well, it's
1: not a VAR there's, game, is it? I'll just come back to you people being everyone else in. There's, one of my things on this is when you get the transcript of that, and I... Listen, the journalists, they know what they're doing, these television people. I think it's a bit moody to take the transcript. And to, 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 it is the, a little bit. Yeah. I think it's a bit moody because what that means now is you'll have referees being reluctant to talk if there's cameras around, maybe having to move and all that sort of stuff, and it's a hard enough job anyway. But they've done it. It exists. It's out there. And one of my things is the extent to which it offers you no confidence whatsoever in either of these men and in this process is, I think, mind boggling. Like to think, I've always sort of suspected it's a bit like that. Yeah. But to say,
2: yeah, uh, it, it's basically best guess, isn't it? And and you, you've always I've always suspected a lot of decisions are best guess, that sort of based on what our crowd reacts, what players' faces are. Full it, Uh, and like they're never going to come out and admit that they're going to say they saw it or you know, a collective decision with the assistant referees or whatever. But I've always thought some of them are best guests, they've got to be. You haven't kept up with the play, you didn't really see it, you've only had a you know, a a click of a finger in terms of time to make that decision. And, and that's what you're hearing basically say. You know, the, 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 the linesman's going on about if it's touch lover and then it's not offside and all that sort of stuff. He just goes, I don't
0: know if it to touched him or not, I'm just giving a pen. But I thought that in the first instance, because obviously we don't like the linesman for the second one, but in the first instance, I thought, reading the transcript, I thought the, the linesman was actually really quite good in the first instance. He explained what he what he, what he saw to John Moss, and John Moss just seemed like a bumbling an idiot in that conversation. The was like, if it's done this, then it's offside. If it hasn't done this, then it's not offside. John Moss goes well. I don't know if it touched Lovren, so I'm just giving a penalty. Yeah. which is th- which is the, that my they, best they, they is not But well, if it touched Lovren, that's not. He's not. He's off. He's he, if it didn't touch Lovren, he's he's offside. Therefore, no penalty. So it's like doesn't really make sense. But talking so about keeping up with play though, how can John Moss physically <laughs> be a referee? Surely <laughs> there's an element of fitness involved if your job is running up and down loads during ninety minutes, and you must be clinically obese
1: I mean that, 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 that's a big shout not one that necessarily the clinics would support but I think there is an argument about them not being able to keep up with play uh, and I think that is a big deal and I think but in general this is uh, in general I think my point is that I'm all I'm seeing all the way through the first half before you even get onto the second, but when you get the transcript, it's loads of a fella going. Oh, I'll just give a free kick then. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'll just give a free kick. Yeah. Oh, look, it didn't look great. I'll just give a free kick. Ah, oh, well that one. No, I'm all right with that one. That one's not a free kick. He's just nearly kicked his head off. Don't worry about it. Honestly, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm and this is it is a startling pulling back of the curtain. And then this reference to Martin, you know, what's the TV saying? What's the TV showing? Is like, hang on, lads, is this? Are we doing this all through the back door now? And 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 how long's that? Because that. That didn't feel like it didn't feel like Martin. Let me ask you the question I never normally ask you. It felt like, yeah, like a regular what, yeah, this is something did. that we're doing on the regular. And all in, as I say, I think it's it's startling that, you know, we're talking about elite footballers, we're talking about Mo Salah going past going past five lads who play for a side who've beaten Dortmund and Real Madrid this season and making them look daft in the ninety second minute or whatever time it was in the clock again, making them look ridiculous. We're talking about that level of astonishing, endeavour and brilliance. And then you've got a fella going, I'll just give a pen. Yeah. I'll, I'll, just get I'll, I'll tell you what, so, hope oh, no, soon,
3: eh? Fuck it, let's give this one. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's absolutely unreal. I mean... The rule is: if you're not certain of, 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 of whether it's a penalty or not, you don't give it. You don't. Yeah, just, you don't just best guess thought. it when it comes to penalties. Um, but I agree with you, Neil, in terms of his first half performance. He's all over the show anyway. He's absolutely all over the show. And there's things there he's given free kicks for that aren't free kicks. He's given. Um, he's not given free kicks when he should be. So his performance was just. It was just inconsistent from start to finish. But the fact that Neil's point there—that he's he's going to Martin Atkinson, who's the fourth official on the day, and saying. Any hopes? Any chances here? <sighs> no, weigh me in. What's going on? I mean, that that just should not be happening. And, and I mean, you do start to wonder how often that is a thing now. And, you know, we just get told it's not. But actually, they've been using this system for a long time. It's absolute bonkers. I, but, I
1: don't think this is a VAR thing. I think no, they've been doing no, this for yeah, seasons. No, it's no, been never, going on for years I've now. Yeah, I've, always, yeah. I've always never
3: just, been sure
0: about the rule around that fourth official. You can't use them to look at the you definitely, they definitely been doing it for ages. 100%. Not, else when he gets in at half time. Yeah. Exactly. Else, not, he gets in at half yeah. time. Yeah, talk talk me through that. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. After, no, I mean, I, I've never known. You'd always see them talking. they yeah. Obviously, they're mic'd there, up yeah. out, obviously yeah. with the lines, we understand that. But there's no way in a million years that fourth officials aren't helping out no. the referees on a but pitch. But
3: if he asks him the question and it doesn't give him any time to respond anyway, he just immediately says, I'm giving a pen. Nice
0: one. I mean, the other, the other thing as well is the,
2: like, the collapse press conference where he's just absolutely bamboozled he, 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 they read it out they read out what, what was said and he's bamboozled by what he's hearing about well mm-hmm. if it's come off Lovren but he doesn't mean to pass it though do you know what I mean and like they're like well yeah but that but the rule is X and all this and he's like that's the rule do you think that's right and and I, I think it's staggering that you've got a fella and this isn't having to go at cloth. You have got a, a fellow who works in the game, is a manager of a top football club, and and he, he's confused about what it is. So if he's confused, what you know, what over we got basically? I mean, point here is that I just think they've tinkered so much with offside, you know, yeah. second phase, and all this. bollocks. like, people were quoting the rule last night. They, they even did it on match of the day too. And when you saw it, it was like, but it says, it says if Lovren was deliberately playing it, well, well, he didn't fucking deliberately scuff it and it go backwards.
1: So, so yeah. he wasn't trying to pass it back yeah. to his keeper.
2: Yeah. So it, it still felt like even with the law, that there's a, a bit there that's open to interpretation. And also the reason
1: why he's trying to kick it is because he knows Harry Kane's behind him. Exactly. he's yeah. so offside? Who's so offside? He's made him make that mistake, hasn't he? So he's, so he's interfering with players, isn't he? The second, one, the second one's not a penalty for me. And I'm, I'm, it's almost as crazy as, well, possibly crazy, and all the stuff around the Calvert-Lewin one. Firstly, he's offside. But secondly, he's just jumping in. And he's jumping in and I've got contact this, contact that. Oh, there was contact, there was contact. If you're gonna tackle your like the there. there's contact. Yeah, he doesn't have the ball. There's contact there's contact in the penalty area. You got you with it within your rights to go down. Contact, contact. So all you're hearing from everyone, oh, well there's a bit of contact, so he goes down. I've got he's nowhere near anything and also sorry Van Dyke is trying to pull his leg out the way mm. he can't cut his leg off he can't <laughs> have his leg not exist anymore within the realms of human endeavour he does as much as he can not to kick the lad so unless the idea is well you know you're wrong pretty much from the minute you're born in that phase of play Virgil because you get stuck underneath it that's it you're fucked it's all over you might as well just point to the spot straight away it's absolutely wild it is honestly and there's loads of people going well it's soft and I can see why it was given and if it was on the other foot We'd all be screaming for it and we'd be calling it clever play and blah, blah, blah. I'm just going, well, they might as well not have legs anymore. You basically put him in a situation where having legs makes him less useful on the fucking pitch. It is, it is, boss. Our lastness by Lamella don't it, oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah Don't I mean? get me he, wrong. He, he does. You can see
2: him, spotty. Yeah. And he's like, right, I'm star jumping in front of this fella. Yeah, yeah. Getting a touch and, and and doing Swan Lake and seeing what happens. And, and, and fair play to you, lad. Oh, you fair play know. to Lamella yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start
1: getting on moral high moral <laughs> high grounds over this. It's just all the people going, oh well, you know, it is a bit soft, but I can say, fuck off. <laughs> Spence no said if, to... if you fucking support
0: Liverpool, dickhead. He seems to have glossed over the fact that Harry Kane died for the first penalty. Oh, as well. oh absolutely. <laughs> oh,
1: no, that one's that one yeah. is. It takes about
0: three steps well, and the, then
1: goes. Was, yeah. the, the Kane one is the Kane one is a shocker, I think. Yeah. I actually think it's a genuine shocker. The Lamella one, I'm prepared to. I'm, the only thing I'm prepared to go is what Gareth said. He's been clever. Yeah. He has been clever because he's worked out that Virgil van Dijk's got fucking legs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got his kind leg there legs. It takes him a while to swing them. Yeah. The big legs. Even leg then, he basically. Gets it out the way.
0: Did you see Kane at the end as well? When he uh, said to the camera, "Like, don't give me two chances." As well, at the end of the game, the oh. Sky Sports camera. I was like, it's "Got too much spit in the mouth." On
3: anymore. that I mean, says he he touches him, but Kane's going down well before there's any contact. He it's, did the old leg, dragged It's a leg drag tackle. It's it's a, it's a, it's exactly. yeah, you can't have a contact in the penalty yeah. area.
1: Be responsible. Be, be the responsibility of the defending player. Yeah. That's absolute bollocks. And if it's true, then we're going to give fifty penalties every game, especially from corners, because if the rule is if if a, if, a, if a limb or a torso exists and I run into it, I get a pen. Then you know what I mean? Every corner is basically pen after, the there's seven pens there. Hey, I'm going to make you give them all one after the other. you got the Deli Alli one right though,
3: you know what I mean? we
0: got, got something right, I mean,
3: right. As someone said, for someone who dives so much, he's pretty shitting at it like in Dele <laughs> Yeah, it's that horrendous it's it horrendous was It, it was absolutely crap. I thought
0: he was crappy, Steve, by the way.
2: I enjoyed I enjoyed the way everyone had decided the ate of them as well because I, I ate them <laughs> I can't be arsed for them and like I just enjoyed the way like I had loads of people on my side for that but, and, so, and so when he did the
1: dive it was like loads of people simultaneously went see I'm made up that loads of people have, that loads and loads of people uh, uh, have basically stopped now talking about the fact that we could have gone on for Milton Keynes Dons for TP yeah. or something yeah, that's let's stop not, talking yeah. about that as well because I mean you know if we want to go down that route again we can start talking about Michael Aldrup uh, anyway yeah uh, anyway anyway <laughs> uh, let's say uh, let, we're going to end this one somehow, uh, somehow. Uh, we're going to end this one now it was a really good game of football and I'm, I hope that's come over during the show the annoyance with the referee and the fact that he can't accept that people's limbs exists has only come through at the very very end of the process uh, so it's been in association with Redsbet Redsbet.com if you want to sign up uh, for an account there if you gamble with anyone else move over to Redsbet 50% of all losses go to Liverpool F- Football Club uh, associated charities and causes uh, but thank you very much to Gareth Roberts to Tim Smith and to Ian Ryan it's been the Anfield rap this week. Liverpool drew 2 2 in their quest for a top four place. But the most important thing, the thing to take for the weekend, was I told you Jordan Pickford's only got little arms.
3: <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.